previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. So we would just have a driveway where we'd go to one somebody's house, we'd sit in the driveway, and have a couple beers, and just talk. And we'd say, yeah, we really ought to kind of think about doing a podcast, something like that, because we just we have fun. So why don't we just try to do something? Record, to, yeah. Yeah, and, and that's what we did. And it's I would encourage people not to go back and listen to the first 10 or 15 shows. Uh-huh. <laughs> I feel you. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. A tradition unlike any other. It looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole! That's what she said. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Big Dipper. (laughs) Roxy. (laughs) Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast, Littles. Did we say, hey, Littles? We didn't do that. Hey, Littles. Hey, Littles. How you doing? How you doing? Welcome to... Welcome to our Masters episode yeah. 2023. We've done a couple of these in the past. We have fun with them. We do. Yes, there will be golf talk, but not the kind of golf talk I think you're used to. The right amount. We have never been to Augusta. We don't know what the angle of the shot on the 17th oh. or the approach to the green or anything like that. We're just going to have some fun, but we're going to start with some of our things from last episode. Uh, we heard from Seth Shaner, episode 207. I can vouch for the Western PA accent. I worked with a guy in college who said Kyle as if it was Cal, as in Ripken. So when he said Kyle, it was like, Cal. <laughs> there were other examples, <laughs> too. <was> check. <laughs> now, this is all because of our great last Meet the Littles guest, Jason Cameron. Yeah. Cam, excuse mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And we have to start with an apology to him. We did not know that they were. I should have known, but they didn't, didn't announce it. So I thought maybe, you know, look. We thought it was safe to drop. Because, look, they did a freaking show on Thanksgiving last year. I know. Right? Right. Okay. So normally I would know better, and I knew PTI was off. I got all these emails about, well, you should know. PTI's off. He's off. You know, that kind of stuff. Well, normally, yes. But this last year they did an episode on Thanksgiving Day. It's been a little funky. So I was like, they didn't announce it on Monday that they were going Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So I thought, and it was his episode, and our apologies, because... As we've stated many times before, out of respect for the big show, we don't drop on the same day. So I immediately took it down. Yes, some of you got to it before I got to do that. Good (laughs) for you. Sneaky, sneaky. You know, then they were selling some bootleg episodes out there, I think, Roxy, (laughs) of episode 220. Oh, man. But yeah, so our apologies to Cam. uh, But it's it's been back out there since Thursday. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. So um, we had some more feedback, though. It says, Roxy is exactly right. Purple... Purple Saurus Rex (laughs) is a grape slash lemonade mixture. One of the best flavors of Kool Aid. That's from Steve Oswald. Episode two. Right. Thank you. I've never had it. Affirmation, baby. Maybe your mom can make it for me when next time I go up there. Ooh, that would be great. Then it says Roxy, episode two twenty. At about the fifty minute mark, Chuck states emphatically, "Yeah, you couldn't get it out." And you couldn't chime in with a low sly. That's what she said. That's what she said. We hope we made up for it in the open there. Yeah. Mr. 178. Oh, man. Uh, He he does say categorize this one under missed opportunities. Yep, for sure. P.S. Uh-oh. I'm going to file this under too soon. Uh Uh-oh. P.S. My guess is barbecue Pringles. It sort of makes sense because he was cremated. (laughs) (laughs) So wrong. That's terrible. So wrong. Uh. All right, Roxy, jam-packed episode, and we all know what that means. But first, we have to get to some announcements because we had our big NCAA tournament, all that stuff, our prize winners, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm going to start with this. Chris Kedman. Kedman? I think Mm -hmm. that's how you say his name. I don't care because we clearly doesn't listen to the podcast. (laughs) That was our winner. (laughs) 
<laughs> he identified himself. This is what it says. Hi, guys. Thanks for holding the TC challenge. I won first place. Venmo is at Chris blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to give it out on the air. If it's cash prizes. <laughs> what do you think this That's is? That's what this punk says. <laughs> what do you I'm think like, this is? So, Come on, you know what man, I did? What are we doing out here, man? <laughs> I Venmoed him five cents, and I said, congratulations. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell, man? <laughs> I was like, I know we run the risk of that. Like, we won't oh, know because yeah. we have so many people join it. And that's great. With The more the merrier, that's obviously. That's pretty funny, though. But he clearly does not list because he didn't even mention mediocre prizes. Nothing. He wants cash. He wants cold hard cash <laughs> instead of the coasters that everyone wants. You know. Oh, yeah. I'm just kidding. He's going to get one of those, too. He won fair and square. <laughs> he did. He had Connecticut, too. Yep. Roxy's still glowing after her uh, tied for third, technically fourth place finish. Stupid which is still tiebreaker. amazing. It's still amazing. It's Stupid unbelievable. Stupid tiebreaker. So um, anyway, I think I did some homework. I have not heard officially from, I think it's Blaine Shores. Yep. Blaine Shores. Hopefully you're a loyal listener here. Uh, I think that's who had Chessie ate my bracket. They have not gotten in touch with us, though. So I don't know if he's the official. But pr- you need your mediocre prize. Absolutely. Well, they're not mediocre. You want to get in touch with us. we got some good prizes now. Yeah. Uh, so... Get Whatever in touch with us are. if that is you. I think mm-hmm. that's, I did some digging on the ESPN site, but I want to make sure. And obviously I don't have your address, so I'll need your address so I can send you some prizes. Yep. And then it was confirmed. Tony Beeson did come in last, which yeah. I think is hard. That's episode what she nine, said. Mr. Episode nine. That's what she said. That's what did I say? Which is hard. Oh, Roxy's. <laughs> Roxy's, I don't know. Well, anyway. now I feel like I can't miss any more opportunities. Yeah, uh, Mr. Episode on, 178's I'm on, on you. High okay. alert. <laughs> Roxy, we have to get into it because we have, uh, no, don't say it. Don't say it. Oh, right. Okay. Oh, shoot. Um, <laughs> jam-packed episode, and we're so excited. It's our master's episode, mm-hmm. and for those of you who have known in the past, going all the way back to episode 40, that's crazy. That was our first yeah. master's episode. Mm-hmm. Yep. Please welcome back to the podcast our master's correspondent, Roxy. Yes. <laughs> Direct from... <laughs> Augusta, please welcome back to the podcast, Jolene Wojcik. Hey, Jolene, how's it going? Good. Hi, Chuck and Roxy. I don't. I didn't know I was going to get an official title. Well, I mean, this is <laughs> At exciting. This point, I, I mean, mean, you know, the big show does this all the time. You know, we never get to do stuff like this. I know. We actually have someone who is. At the Masters yes. the last couple of days, and, and now here to help us tell everyone about it. Now, we don't want to go too much yeah. into golf talk, as we know, but no, we, we enjoy <laughs> yeah. it. I already put the, uh, the we disclaimer. are talking about the disclaimer. Uh-huh. We're, we're talking golf here. So, well, first of all, let's catch up yeah. with you. It's been over almost a year at least yeah. since. How are you doing? Oh, doing great. Doing great. Just uh, in Nebraska, working every day, and mm-hmm. I have a little granddaughter, so um, she keeps me busy, you know, helping out with her. Luckily, they're in the same town, so... She's just growing fast. She's 19 months old now. And so that's the highlights a lot of weeks. (laughs) It's keeping you busy, I'm sure. And uh, talking about Charlotte, today in the gift shop, she won because (laughs) I couldn't resist all the little master stuff. Every little dress, a little ball cap some cute t-shirts, a little squirt. She had to have it all. So she was the big winner with did my you, shopping. Did you say a, a little squirt? Yes. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> yep. They have it all. So um, she's got a lot of cute things coming back from here. Aww. Now, Littles, we obviously gave you the title, but we gave you the wrong intro because for the new listeners, which we have many of, Jolene, you have to go all the way back to episode 40 yes. to meet Jolene. Yes. Okay. Oh my gosh. So make sure you do wow. that. I don't remember. Did we have mics back then? Oh, I hope so. I think we <laughs> did. I think we were I just on the cusp of making the transformation or something. But uh, <laughs> the content's excellent no matter what. Yes. So it was our, I believe it was our master's episode for the first year. Yes. What's a four, yeah. like as in four letter word that ends <laughs> with F? Ah. <laughs> 
Yes, yes, that's what All we titled right. it. Well, <laughs> speaking of that four-letter word, let's get into it. What's it been like out there? But first, let's get you some mood music, shall we? Now, I forgot to ask at the top, though, is Freddie even there? Because we all know Freddie's your, well, the new listeners won't know. Freddie Couples is your guy. So oh, yes, yes. Is, is he there this so, year? He is. So okay. he's a, a, a former champion, so he gets to play as long as he wants to. And yep. he's yep. he's 63, and he shot, I think, one under. Wow. Um, he, th- three, he three-putted 18. Otherwise, he'd have been two under. So oh, I did no. follow him because you just never know when it's going to be his last year. And since he's not usually in the hunt, it's you know, you can get around and yeah, you can follow Yeah, you got a good seat for him, right, right. Yeah, you just got to kind of stay ahead of him a little bit. You know, they're walking down the middle of the fairway and you've got to go through around holes to get to where they're at. And so um, it's, it's a little work, but um, without a big crowd following him, you know, it's doable. So that was just great sure. to be able to, to, to follow him for 18 holes and have him, you know, shoot under par. So that was great. Now, should we get into the story? Was it last year? Did you get a T or a glove? What did you yes. get? Yeah, I got a T. Well, yeah, not from to his let anyone caddy. Know that, right? <laughs> right, right. No one's supposed to know. He said, "Don't tell anyone." Aww. And I go it was on the, the podcast. caddy. Right? The caddy was like, "You didn't get this from me," and he walked away. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was the Ar- it was it was the Arnold Palmer T out of Freddie's bag. So oh, it was, right, it was right. pretty cool. Right. Yeah, that's amazing. It's yeah, little. Yeah, so we're listening. Fun. We can't tell anyone. Yeah, this is our anyone. secret. <laughs> this is our little secret. Yeah. Now, what I really want to know. The question that I, because I dream of sometimes, you know, this happened to me the other day and I almost didn't go back. What's it like going all day without your cell phone? <laughs> it is just so wonderful. Right? It's, you just can't describe it because you never do it. No one ever does it. Yeah. Um, yep. And so everybody there is just completely in the moment. And we brought in my friends, um, granddaughters on the junior path and the sun was setting and they're like, you just want to take a picture and you can't. I'm like, nope, you just got to remember everything yep. that happened and you just watch it and you're in the moment. And it's just, it's so nice to be away from a phone for, mm-hmm. well, four, 14 hours for us we were. So, wow. now, um, so I nice. didn't realize you're also not allowed to bring in cameras of any sort, right? Yeah, no cameras. Um, practice round days, you can bring cameras, but not oh, starting okay. today. Gotcha. Yeah. And then they have the bank of phones so you can call anybody. So, you know, we always do that. And As you did. So that's the only way to really keep in touch with anybody. But it is hard when you're like, you're supposed to meet somebody. You just actually have to say, yeah. okay, when the r- certain group goes through, let's meet at this tea box yeah. or whatever, you know. Yeah. It's like the you, old days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because if you lose them, there's no way to find them. Right. So. Yeah. Well, I remember the days when we'd go to the mall. Remember those? Oh, yeah. And you'd have to be like, yes. hey, we're going to meet here at the fountain at, you know, whatever such time. Such time, yeah. And let me tell you, if you didn't show up, yeah. dad was not happy because oh. that happened to me a few times. Uh-oh. Well, I got <laughs> sidetracked in the arcade, you know. Of course and, you did. You know, yeah. so, uh, what did we do back then? Before Roxy's yeah. time. Not totally. <laughs> yeah, kind, I think. Okay, so what was, um, like, your greatest experience this year so far? We were on 18, and um, there was a, a little boy kind of on the ropes and a couple little girls on the other side, and they were getting all the balls from all the players. And it kind of made the two my friend's two granddaughters kind of jealous, but they're a little bit older. They're like 13 and 15, mm. but their little brother, who didn't get to come, is a huge Tiger fan. So they were getting all the balls, and Tiger was playing 18, and I said, I'll try and get it. So they were walking off and everybody's standing because he's a past champion and of course he's tiger so everybody's standing and clapping as he's walking off and i just yell i yell joey joey because his caddy is joey lacava and he looks at us 
and I point to the little gal next to me. I'm like, ball for her. And then the boy with the cap, he's like, can I have a ball? And he's like, she asked first, and he tossed me Tiger's ball. Stop that he played it. the round one. Yes. And I caught it, and then I gave it to the gal, and everybody cheered because they, I mean, they don't want a grown woman keeping this, you right, know. Right, but I right. gave it to her. And you know what was so great about it is she was so happy because she's going to give it to her little brother. And she was just so proud that they got it. So, yeah, they didn't care about any of the other balls then because they got Tiger's ball for their brother, little brother. So wow. that was that that's, was great. Oh, that's so great yeah, and, that they do that. Yeah, and the Joey Lacava, the caddy. I mean, he just was nice to do that because um, I'm sure they get asked all the time. So. Yeah. Right. yeah, and that was nice so. of him to be like, well, she asked first, so right. maybe yeah. next yeah. player. So this wasn't just a ball out of his bag. This was the ball he putted on the 18th? He, yeah, it was a, it was used ball because he had his markings on it. So like when they get on the first tee, they all mark their yeah, ball right, like they right, might of course. or however they mark it. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then his was actually imprinted with the word tiger on it. Wow. Oh, cool. So you could see it was used and you could see the markings and then it had the tiger on it. So wow. pretty cool. That That's is so cool. cool. Yeah. So yeah. the weather was cooperating. It's no longer probably cool. <laughs> yeah. You got two yeah, days there's... left. What's, uh, yeah. what's in store, do you think? So there's a lot of rain that'll be, you know, the rest of the tournament. There's just going to be a ton of rain. Yeah. But um, we'll see. We have ponchos and umbrellas and rain gear. So as long as it's not lightning, they usually let people stay on the course. But I'm sure there'll be some stops and starts yeah. along the way. But sure. Yeah. Have you seen Phil in this tournament yet? No. Well, he's lost like 25 pounds. Oh, um, okay. And, and he looks worn and weary. You know, he's kind of been the face of this Saudi yeah. tour. Like, yeah. Tony likes to refer to it as, yeah. and he, he didn't do any pre-press conferences in the press room, but he just does them out on the course, and I know it's not the same, and you know, when he came up 18, um, no one stood when he walked off, and you always stand for the prior champions, right. and the, I would say the clapping was very measured for him. Wow. Interesting. Um, so yeah, it was really interesting. Now, Brooks Kepka, who's a live guy, he was the leader on Thursday, and people clap for him. And yeah. DJ is so laid back. He's a live golfer, too. and But DJ, you know, he doesn't cause a lot of controversy. And he, he got good applause. So it's just been kind of interesting with, with right. all the live golfers. Yeah, but. sure. Littles, how cool is but this? I, I, I mean, know. We're getting I hope, the, it, exact, the someone who's standing scoop. there. The inside scoop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I'm hoping that a live golfer does not win. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So who do yeah. you think? What's your, now that you've seen the a couple rounds, what do you think? Uh, John Rahm is playing really well. Okay. He was a, a leader on Thursday. And I don't know. They say when the rain comes in, you know, that's going to hurt Tiger and some of them that have yeah. back issues right. or, you know, like not good for Freddie either when it gets cold and, and windy and all that. So I suppose the younger guys and the guys that can hit it a mile have the advantage when the course all softens up. That's as technical as I'm going to get. <laughs> uh, that's all right. Well, for a podcast that doesn't do sports, really. That's perfect. I mean, we couldn't pass up this opportunity when no. you were willing to do it. We really appreciate you taking time out of this. Basically, I consider it a vacation weekend. Yeah. You know, to take the time to give the littles an update on the Masters firsthand. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you having me. And I, I believe me, I felt like I should have taken some of Roxy's Zoom classes because I am out of shape. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and well maybe when you get back. Coming clear. soon, maybe coming soon. So That was clear to me early on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Well, hang in there. I hope it's not too wet out there. Yeah, stay dry. Uh, yeah. 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 No, it'll be great. It'll be fine. Yeah. So I 
appreciate you having me on and always good to chat with you too. Oh, Absolutely. you too. You too. We really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Okay. Bye-bye. Roxy, how about that? Oh, it's always a pleasure to I mean, talking to Jolene. We get to talk to someone who's at the Masters. I know. That's so freaking cool. I wish we could actually have time to dissect that a little bit, but we have no time. We no. have to get to it. We've got such a great Meet the Littles guest. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. Hi, this is Josh Cromwell from Moselle, Mississippi, and you're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. episode by Colin Steele and this song is called Actions Speak Louder Than Words. Now this was actually co-written by Colin and Piers Skelton and on vocals it is Amy Cullum. Now if you like what you hear you can find their stuff on SoundCloud and other places where you get your digital music but if you want to get in touch with Colin he says the best way to do that is just to send him an email that is steelman64 at aol.com that's s-t-e-e-l-e-m-a-n the number 64 at aol.com and as always we'll play the full song actions speak louder than words at the end of the podcast Chuck. Another fun one. Yeah. We're, we don't know much about this one. No. But we know he's an old school. Yes. Oh, I shouldn't have called him old. Well, we'll let's find out. Please welcome <laughs> to the podcast, Rob Turpin. Hey, Rob, how's it going? It's going great. How about you all? <laughs> we're good. We're well, good. I don't know. You tell me. I kind of stepped in it there. I didn't mean to call you <laughs> old, but we're, you know, the listeners know when we do these, we like to get to know the people before we start actually hitting record a yep. little bit. And so yep. we got some of your background a little bit and your fandom. That's what was kind of cool. And uh, so you're old school, but we'll get into that. Rob, we'd like to just turn it over to you. Take a second. Introduce yourself to all the loyal littles out there. Hi, littles. My name is Rob Turpin. I am an architect Ooh. and I live in central New Hampshire. I think one of you maybe has a New England or Boston connection. Yeah. perhaps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I live in the lakes region of central New Hampshire. For those who might know, maybe outside of this area, that's uh, Lake Wimpasaki. Yes. is our is the big draw here. Yep. Mm. So um, that's where I am. I have a small architecture practice in the Lakes region uh, that I've had for about 20 years. 
I live up here with the person who I'm related to by marriage, my wife. And um, we have two children that are one still in college and one has recently graduated. All I know about New Hampshire is taxes. That's all I know. Tax free, right? Tax free. That's right. Well, my grandparents live free or die. Yes. (laughs) Right. My grandparents had a cottage up in Freedom, New Hampshire, and we used to go up and we would spend a lot of time out on Lake Ossipee. But Lake Winnipesaukee is also very familiar. That was a lot of syllables there. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You did that well. I was impressed. Thank you. Well, I grew Uh, up going up there every summer, so. And the only (laughs) thing I know about New Hampshire is if it's still there. I never even thought, maybe you'll know. Is Pheasant Lane Mall still there? Where is that? It's right on the border of Massachusetts and New Hampshire because we'd all go up there because there was no sales tax. Oh. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it's still. We're losing malls left. Right. That's why I I just thought. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I grew up in upstate, as everyone knows, and there's Crossgates Mall up there. And at one point, I know for a fact it was one of the 10 largest in the country. And the last time I was there, it was still open, but it was like a deserted building, yeah. basically. Yeah. It was crazy. It's yeah. sad. The other kind of claim to fame of my area is they have an annual motorcycle week, motorcycle rally here. Oh. Uh, and I think it's now, it's maybe the oldest rally in the country, but uh, it's third in terms of like attendance it's pretty far behind sturgis which is the big one out in south dakota and Mm -hmm. daytona beach uh, has a big one every year but the laconia motorcycle rally i think it's been around for 100 years or so now Um, and it draws two or three hundred thousand people every summer kind of somewhere around the middle of june like father's day range something like that Mm -hmm. a lot of the uh, loyal littles around the country who like motorcycles or maybe kind of into that would know laconia and the lakes region for that. Okay. Ah. okay, now be honest though. Do you hate it? I'm not a big fan of it. <laughs> I know, you know, obviously, you know, I'll say that I like it's a great revenue generator sure, of course. for the area and stuff like that. But uh, after a few days, just listening to the constant <laughs> rumble of Harley <laughs> Davidson 24 hours a day starts to get a little rough. Yeah, but absolutely. Sure. Those go through but the city found, sometimes. It's crazy. Yeah, right. But we found, you know, after living here as long as we have now, that we found ways to get around it and flee the area for a little while and, you know, ah. stuff like that. Mm, but That's okay. smart. Yeah. 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 Those go through the city sometimes and it's so annoying. It really is. I think yeah. because it's so echoey here. Oh, yeah, know, for it's, sure. It's, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, so I assume you've been in New Hampshire for a while. You have to have gone up to the top of Mount Washington, right? Yes, I have. Yep. Yeah, it's beautiful, right? Just once. Oh, once. Yes, okay. it is. And I was, the only time I've been up there, I was incredibly fortunate with the weather. Yeah. It was like a bluebird sky day, oh. hardly any wind, mm-hmm. and it was about 65 degrees up there. That's it, incredible. Those days are very rare yep. up there. Yep, for sure. Now, is that a famous mountain? Is that like yes, one of the tallest Yes, that's the tallest, the tallest peak on the East Coast? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, the, in the Northeast, and it's the second highest on the East, yes. Right, 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 right. Well, now let's get into your architecture. Did you go to school for that? Where'd you go to school and all that? I did. Uh, I went to the University of Arkansas, actually. So I'm a Razorback. Yeah. And went there. And then uh, shortly after that, I lived for a very short period of time in Memphis, Tennessee. And then uh, after that, I had a number of friends who were either working or were in school in the Washington, D.C. area. And they ended up luring me up there. 
Hmm. And of course, that's when I was introduced to Tony. Right. Of course, that was in the mid to late 80s, late 80s. So I read the Washington Post, obviously, daily. So I, I read his sports columns in his Sunday style section column weekly, you know, yeah. uh, you know, whenever it came out. So that was my introduction to him. And then ultimately, when he started the show in 92, uh, the radio show, oh, right. um, yeah. I started started listening to him then. Yeah, And so I was in D.C. for a little over 10 years, maybe slightly over 10 years. Uh, that's where I met my wife. And then, um, you know, we got married there and then um, we decided to, you know, buy a house and, and start raising a family. We wanted to get out of the D.C. area. And uh, she'd gone to school up in New England and wanted to venture back up this way. So that's what brought us up to New Hampshire. Interesting. Now, why did you want to get out of the D.C. area? Because ironically, Roxy and I are trying to get there, maybe. <laughs> Talk us out of it. No, go ahead. <laughs> well, this was 25 years yeah. ago now when we left, and it was getting pretty busy and crowded. Then. Ah, I gotcha. And it was tough. We lived in the city. Mm -hmm. uh, we lived in a neighborhood called Woodley Park. Okay. Um, you know, we didn't want to live way out in the suburbs, and we were just, we wanted to get back to mountains and, and skiing. Yeah. Uh, we're big outdoors people, and we gotcha. do a lot of skiing. So. Yeah. So that's what brought us up here. Oh, well, that makes sense then. Now, can we go back to University of Arkansas? Now, it's funny. I'm learning these things about universities. We had a guest not too long ago telling how Syracuse is one of the best radio broadcast mm -hmm. type of universities. Is Arkansas known for architecture? architecture? It is. Yep. Oh, okay. Yep. It's had a pretty strong architecture program for several decades now. Wow. It's a younger architecture program compared to others in the country. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it does. It also has a really strong creative writing department and a pretty strong agricultural school as well. I'm sure other Arkansans and Razorbacks who went there for other degrees will say that they got a great education. And that's obviously, you know, they're happy about that. And that's great. But I was very pleased with the education I got there and really enjoyed my time there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the architecture thing, how did that come about? Is that something you always wanted to do? Yeah, I think so. Kind of as long as I can remember, I was interested in that. My father was an artist, and he was also a professor. And so I kind of grew up on college campuses, and I always kind of tinkered around with drawing and model making and stuff like that. Oh, so nice. I think I knew for a while that that's something I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. That's great. Did you have a backup plan? Uh, not that I remember. <laughs> <laughs> Because everyone always asks us that because going into theater, they're like, you need a backup plan. I know. I you feel know? like anyone that's like in the arts in any way yeah. is always like, well, what's your backup plan? Well, why do I have to have one? I'm going to be great at this. So leave me alone. <laughs> but we could be great. Just no one still is hiring. Yeah, so true. Like, yeah. I, I was going to say, I wasn't that confident. <laughs> right. I was, I was basically like biting my fingernails saying, boy, I hope I get a, a C in this class so I can uh, get my degree right. and get out of here. So. Now, I don't know if this is an interesting question or not, but I'm interested. You said you moved out of the D.C. area to go up there. Now, did you build your own house? Did you design your own house? No, have not done that. And, oh. you know, a lot of people ask that. And, you know, the funny thing is I always kind of, I don't know, paraphrase the, the saying that, the cobbler's children have no shoes. It's kind of like the architect's house has had no work done to it, <laughs> you know, when we bought right. it. Because I'm just too busy. I'm sure. too busy doing other things. Sure. And, I, and it's hard for me to sit down and focus and work on our house. So mm -hmm. yeah. uh, we've done little things here and there to it. But um, sure. it was an existing house. Uh, it was a timber frame home we bought. And we've kind of tweaked around with it over the years. But I've never designed fully ground up you know, my own home. Okay. Mm. 
Do you have a favorite design that you've done? Yeah, there's some nice lakeside homes I'm pretty proud of. Cool. Something my office has done recently that we're very proud of is there was an old vaudeville theater here in our downtown that had set dark for many, many, many years and was falling apart. And we were very fortunate to have gotten the job of being able to do the restoration on it. Oh, wow. And we did a ton of research on its history and... Um, it's been submitted for the and, and approved, and it's now on the National Register of Historic Places. And it's now back to a full-functioning theater with not only uh, live theater productions, but they also have music in here, and they do films in it and all that kind of stuff. But it's a, become a real terrific draw for the city of Laconia and the, and the Lakes Region area, and it's become a real... Uh, what it was intended to be is kind of a real economic driver, again, for right. downtown and the area. And people are just loving coming down here. And I'm very proud of the work we did on that. That is so oh, wonderful. We love hearing I that. I know. Absolutely. What's the name of it? It's called the Colonial Theater. Okay. And which city is it in? It's in Laconia. It is in Laconia. Okay. And it was built in 1914. Wow. So it's a little over 100 years old. There was a, a wealthy Boston businessman from Italy who had uh, had some success with some hotels in Boston. Mm -hmm. And he and his family was summer up here. It was a big summer destination for sure. the Boston elite. The, the trains would bring them up to the lakes up here, and they'd build their nice big summer houses up. And so this guy, Mr. Piscopo, ended up kind of settling down in Laconia, and this was his kind of gift to the city uh, back in 1914 was his theater. Wow. Oh, neat. Oh, I love that. Little history for us. I know. there. <laughs> All right, well, listen, we've got a lot more to get into, but we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. This is the Loyal Littles Podcast with Chuck and Rox. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. And we're lucky enough to have Rob Turpin with us. And one thing we didn't get into yet, Roxy, mm -hmm. is now this might be interesting because where he came from, then he went to school in Arkansas. Then you, you went to Memphis, you said, right? Right after college? I did. Yeah. And what was that? Was that just for a job or? Yes, it was for a job. I worked with an architect there for about a year and a half. Cool. Okay. Cool. All right. Great. And then you came to DC and now, all right. So where's your fandom live? What's your favorite sport? Things like that. Well, it's funny coming from Arkansas, you know, we had no professional teams right. there. Yep. So I migrated toward some Texas teams because mm -hmm. the Dallas Fort Worth area was five or six hours away from it. So I actually became a Dallas Cowboys fan. Oh, nice. Okay. You know, um, that makes sense now. Yeah, I was thinking Atlanta Braves, Atlanta, but you're right. Because there's a town yeah. right on the, it's called Texas Arcana, right? Texarkana. Texarkana, yep. right. I've played there for a lot of times. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And I remember, I forgot that it was so close. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So like Dallas Cowboys, St. Louis and Kansas City. Kansas City's about five hours north of us, maybe four and a half. Mm -hmm. And then St. Louis is about five hours or so kind of northeast of us. Right. So I'd follow like the St. Louis Cardinals baseball or Kansas City Royals baseball. So those were kind of the teams that was the closest professional teams. Yeah. When I moved, because I was a Dallas Cowboys fan, when I moved to Washington, <laughs> that was a big issue. Right. Uh, and I never, ever came around to the rooting for the Washington football team. Yeah. Because I was, choice, right? my, yeah. you know, my allegiance was still with the Cowboys that sure. whole time. Although lately, I don't know. One's worse than the other, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Well, well at least then, the Cowboys um, seem, they've had some good regular seasons, mm -hmm. but, you know, they just yeah, can't get they, it done. Yeah. yeah. They can't do it in the playoffs. Right. And it's funny, and I still hold my 
kind of childhood allegiances because even though I've lived up in this area, now while I follow the Boston teams and I enjoy watching them, I've never become like a big fan of the Patriots or the Red Sox or the Celtics because I still hold on to my teams in my youth. Yeah, of course. And you're kind of all over the place, which is fun. You're like me. I'm all over the place, too, with my teams. Mm -hmm. So now if you had to pick, though, if if the Royals and the Cardinals are playing in the World Series, like what was that? Eighty eight, eighty seven. Well, I forget what year that was. Who are you rooting for? Well, I root for the Cardinals. Okay, Okay. gotcha. Yeah, because the Cardinals, for the longest time, the Cardinals had a a minor league team Uh in Arkansas and Little Rock. Oh, okay. And so I think just by that connection, Mm -hmm. always kind of rooted for them. Yeah, sure. All right. Now, what we are thinking, we kind of saved the best for last, sort of, okay? The connective tissue of the show is what, well, brings us all together, obviously. And it's brought in some closer than others. But I feel like I wish we were playing. What's that game where then they have to reveal themselves? Is it? It's not just 20 questions or something like that. Wasn't there a game show where you had to try to figure out who the real person yeah. was? I forget what that was. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. But anyway, all right. So I don't know how to reveal this. I guess we just have to rip the Band-Aid off. Let's but do it. you actually <laughs> encouraged a listener to start listening to the Tony Kornheiser show, who's a very important person to the Littles community, I would say. <laughs> Can you reveal who that is and tell that story? Yes, and I'll try to keep it as short as I can. But I've known Claire Natola now for w- well over 20 years. And when my wife and I first moved up here, I had a job at, a, at another architecture office up here. And she was hired within the first couple of years I was there. She was hired as like an administrative assistant. Mm-hmm. And so I got to know Claire. This was probably 1999-ish, 2000, maybe, something like that. So I got to know her then. Well, my now business partner and I started our firm in 2004. And one of the first things we did was we got Claire to help us uh, with marketing and some light bookkeeping and some things like that, because she's just terrific at all that. Mm-hmm. And we at that time, we had Sirius XM radio, you know, a fairly early version of that in the office here. And one of the Sirius XM channels was actually carrying Tony's show in one of its forms then in 2004, one of its forms or formats in 2004. So I said one day to Claire, you know, do you mind if we, if I turn this on and, you know, listen to this, this was a, and I kind of gave her the background on who Tony Kornheiser was. And I said, you know, you might kind of like it because it's smart, you know, witty show. And I think you might enjoy, you know, the <laughs> format, and the humor of it and stuff like that. She said, yeah, I'm game. <laughs> So, so we started listening to it and she like loved it, obviously. She loved it. And so it became daily listening here in the office whenever she was in, you know, we would listen to it. And as everybody knows, because everybody knows Claire so well, all the littles know that the rest is history. Wow. And she's become the official rum dum of Of the Tony Tony Kornheiser Kornheiser show. That's right. (laughs) Absolutely. uh, And so it's always, it always makes me very happy. When on the big show, Tony reads a letter from Claire or there's a mention from Claire, or even on your show, uh, you know, I've caught some people mentioned her before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, it, and I always just have a big it's my D.A. moment. And, <laughs> and I always and I always have a big smile when I hear oh. it, and it. And it makes me very happy. So That's sweet. And because she's um, too, too proud to do it. I'm going to do it right now. Claire Natola. Episode one. Episode one. Eat it, Garcia. Yes. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So. Well, at some point, I asked her, I said, uh, 
Claire, what Chuck and Roxy show were you? I know you're at least top five, maybe top three. <laughs> and she gave me a big smile and she lifted her index finger up for just a single one. Which finger? One. Wait, I which said, finger was it? No, I'm just kidding. Index finger. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it wasn't the salute. Right. Um, and I said, I knew it. I knew you were up there. <laughs> Absolutely. I can't tell you. Yeah, she gave me the background a little bit about, you know, how I guess you came to her or one of you came to her with this idea yeah. and everything about the Chuck and Roxy show. And, yeah. And she was so excited to hear that. So, yeah. No, I mean, she's been a great help over the years. Mm-hmm. We call her an advisor to the podcast. To the podcast, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Just because I knew she was one of the first people I would have to reach out to if I was even going to consider something like this. Right. And then I said, you know, would you help us with this and maybe be our first guest? And she was like, oh, my God, I'd be honored. And it's just been it's really turned into something. I just wish, you know, we've said this a bazillion times. I wish I would have invested early on and the sound quality is not great. And we weren't very good at this. No. You know, well, some say we're still not good at this, but. You know, it's it's a little wonky, but it's such a great episode. And she it talks is. about you and she talks about how she started in that job and how she became yep. a little, yep. you know, obviously we do yep. the same thing. All right, Rob. Well, thank you for sharing all those stories and especially that last one. That's great. Uh, you know My what's pleasure. coming. We have some fun, dumb questions for you. I hope that's okay. Yep, absolutely. Okay. If you could live in any TV or movie home, what would it be? Oh, boy. You know, the one I've always liked, and it's up in the hills in Los Angeles. It's that house you see, especially in a lot of the old movies from the maybe the 50s and 60s. And it's like the all glass floor to ceiling walls, and it's cantilevered out on this cliff, and it overlooks downtown Los Angeles oh, and the yeah. ocean. And I think that was a house done by an architect named Richard Neutra. And it's in a lot of movies, and it's very modern white concrete and all glass kind yeah. of house. Wow. That would be pretty cool to live in. Okay. Now, see, Littles, how do we do that? We get an architect. So now we're not only finding out the movie home, we're finding out who, who built, built it. it. So <laughs> that's great. That actually is a great answer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But speaking of movies, or, well, it could be anything. Who's your celebrity crush? You can say Claire Natola. I mean, she's kind of a celebrity. <laughs> Claire Natola. <that's> right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, you know what? Marissa Tomei, I like. Oh, I've yeah. Always now we're talking. Tomei. Okay. Yeah. Pardon us. Oscar award-winning mm-hmm. Marissa Tomei, <laughs> which people still laugh about. Yeah. I mean, My Cousin Vinny was one of my favorite movies. I had to yep. introduce that one to Roxy, too, I yep. think. Yep. Yeah. 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 All right, Roxy. What's the one food you could never bring yourself to eat? Cottage cheese. Ooh, Good answer. Okay. <laughs> That's an easy one. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's give you another hopefully easy one. If you could squirt any condiment out of your finger, what would it be? I, I don't know. I don't know why I'm thinking this, but ketchup, I guess. That's, that's, that's the right answer. That's, that's why you're Chuck's thinking answer. that. That's, that's my opinion. That's the right answer. Now, see, Roxy does this whole defense mechanism oh, thing. Oh, I she say doesn't hot want... sauce because if I have somebody attacking me, I could squirt hot sauce in their eyes, and their <laughs> eyes will burn for a long time, and I can get away. Yeah. Ketchup's good, though. All right. Um, Ketchup's great. Let's see. If you could travel anywhere in the world, where would it be? I haven't been to Scandinavia yet. So Mm. I'd probably like to go there. Sweden, Uh Norway, up there. Yeah. Excellent. If you were going to host Saturday Night Live, who would you want to introduce as your musical guest? I have heard this one. I've thought about it. And I would like to have Steely Dan on Mm. as my musical guest. Excellent. Nice. Now, is that because you like the music or because you know you're going to yes. get to hang out with them at the after party? Yeah, yeah both. Okay. both. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. A couple more, Roxy. Oh, if you could host a game show, what would it be? 
$64,000 pyramid. Was that it? Where you? Oh, to... yeah. Now it's 100000 I think. But... <laughs> oh, it's 100000 yeah. I think so. Yeah, when I was, when I was growing up and watching it, it was right. <laughs> inflation. Me too, yeah, sir. Sure. Me too. Right? <laughs> we, we don't need to let everyone know that, but yeah. All right, Roxy, let's do some uh, rapid fire. Coke or Pepsi? Coca-Cola. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. I'm going to try this again. We've been workshopping a new one. Mr. Farley or Mr. Roper? Do you know what I'm talking uh, about? Yeah, Mr. Roper. Oh, okay. okay. He was right. the original, right? Yeah, yeah. Crunchy or smooth peanut butter? Smooth. Pancakes right. or waffles? I like them equally. Okay. Uh, there may be a slight, like, 51-49 to waffles, <laughs> okay. but okay. I enjoy them both. Okay. Nice. That's great. <laughs> Cat person or dog person? Dog. Okay. Okay. Even though I got cats right now, Aww. but dog is we lost we lost our dog recently. Oh, so I'm uh, sorry, but no, we're intending on getting another one for okay. sure. Okay, great. And how about Uranus jokes? Not funny or never not funny? Never not funny. Ooh, uh, episode one might have some words with you <laughs> shortly. Uh, well, <laughs> we can't thank you enough for coming on to meet the littles. We really appreciate it. Is there anything we can plug for you? And how can people get in touch with you if you want to be gotten in touch with? Yeah, you can reach out to Claire and chat with her, and she'll get in touch. <laughs> she'll know how to get in touch. That's, That's perfect. Good. Maybe we could do that for everyone. I know. Maybe. That'd be great. Let's get in touch with Claire. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again for coming on, and as an homage to the big show, we'll get you out of here on this. Over or under? Over, for sure. Okay. All right. Great. Excellent. Well, she's, she's in your corner for that one. Yeah. So that's good. All, All right. right. <laughs> well, Rob, thanks again for coming on to Meet the Littles. We really appreciate it. Okay, thank you so much. I enjoyed it. All right, all you loyal listeners. We'll be right back. This is Sam Berger from Suffern, New York, and you're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast, and thank you so much, Rob, for coming on to meet the Littles. Talk about full circle. Yeah. Now, episode one, we heard the story about how Claire got introduced and became a little, obviously. We ask everyone that. Right. And now to hear from the boss that... Himself. Uh, that's just amazing. I love... I mean, the connective tissue, yes, but the full circleness of that mm -hmm. was just so great to hear the story. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much for coming on and taking the time to meet the littles. Uh, Roxy, we've got lots of emails to get to. Okay. But first, let's start with a tiny little suggestion. Doesn't even know we're doing this. I saw this as a random post on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Now, remember, littles, we're happy to do this. Now, I can't imagine he would hate me reading this, but I'm going to read it. <laughs> it was a post by Matt Stanton, episode 135, and it just says, Hi, everyone. I'm going to be performing a stand-up comedy show in the greater D.C. area on April 30th. Ooh. Now, this is the chap from San Diego, I believe. The West Coast. So I think it's San Diego. And he, anyway, he says, But earlier in the day, I'm putting together a fun event. This year marks the 50th anniversary of The Exorcist being released, Ugh. Roxy's favorite movie. And it says, I am an avid runner, and I created a route that goes past some of the landmarks from the film in Georgetown. If any of the DMV running littles would like to join, that would be great. This is a no-pressure event, and I know not everybody runs. Thank you for your time, and I hope to see some of you there. It's a 3.5-mile route. Okay. And he says, I will be running, but I guess you could walk it, too. Now, since then, he's also posted an update saying he's willing to do it twice, he said. Oh. So they can all pretty much finish at the same time. 
So, you know, they'll lap the ru- walkers, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Okay, but you do realize you missed the boat on something. Um, he didn't Matt. tell us where are you performing, right? Well, that, but oh. I, sure. But I was going to say, what shoes are you wearing to run? Oh, no, we don't need to go into the shoes. And if you run twice, are you wearing two different pairs of <laughs> shoes? And what are, what are what's your shoe of choice? Oh, jeez. <laughs> okay, but seriously, I mean... Shoes aside, Roxy. Yes, um, yes. Episode 135. It is 135, right? That's what I got. Okay. Is that, I couldn't read your writing. That's a three and a five. One, three, five. Yes. <laughs> okay. But seriously, so episode 135, look him up on our website if you want to get in touch with him and you want to be a part of that event. But yeah. you know, Matt, you kind of have to do a little bit better job of telling everyone where you're performing. I hope he doesn't mind us doing that. I just randomly saw that. Uh-huh. And I'm like, that's going to be our tiny little suggestion there for this episode. So, all right, and then uh, let's get this one out of the way, too. Let's do a correction. Now, for the record, did I just go record? Yeah. This is not on me, technically. I read it, so it is on me, but it's from Mo Warner's email. Uh-huh. And I went back and looked, and I was right. I read the email as is. Now, I probably should have caught it myself, and uh. I didn't. I admit to that. But anyway, we heard from... Yeah, we don't check your work, Littles. You have to check your own work. Yeah, we heard from Tim Cree, episode 107. He said... I know you are going to be told, but the stern in Home Alone is Daniel, not David. Mm. I should have got that. And then very, very similar. Very and then close. he goes, Roxy, Purple Source Rex. I know that Kool-Aid. Right. Isn't it so good? So I think everyone knows that Kool-Aid. I think I want some Kool-Aid now and some chips. You're not going to dunk <laughs> chips in the Kool-Aid. I, I can't. I can't. <laughs> All right, Roxy, let's get to the email. We have a one from a new listener, right? We do. We it. love those. A TBD-er. Let's see. <laughs> a TBD-er? Sure. Okay. Dear Chuck and Roxy, hey guys, I am a brand new listener and I love the show already. I've decided to do the show in reverse order from newest to oldest. Do you have a top two or three favorite episodes that I should start with first or just keep going the way I've been? Still unsure after four years of listening to the big show what exactly a little is, but I think I might meet the minimum requirements. Listening to the Tony Kornheiser show, Not Being Rich or Famous, to be on Meet the Littles. Now I am an elder millennial, so I'll need to make an appointment many months in advance or never at all. Ask my old dentist who has a missing poster with my face on it in his waiting room, one assumes. I would need some time to work on making my episode as best it can be as I live in a boring town, have a boring job, and the most interesting thing about me is I have over 500 Funko Pops in my living room. Maybe if I could get on an episode somewhere in the late 300s to the mid 400s, that would be ideal as I could then really focus on making my life more exciting and of substance. Thanks guys, can't wait to meet the Choxies. Landon Williams, episode TBD. Chuck and Roxy number 385-ish to 450-ish. P.S. Do you guys do officials over on this show? If so, can I be the official Funko Pop bobblehead guy of the Chuck and Roxy show? I don't know what that is, but sure. <laughs> I have no idea what that why is. Why the heck not? <laughs> and yes, okay, so. Did you say heck? You could say sure. hell. Why do you think that your episode would be boring? We dig deep. So you may think you lead a boring life, but we'll you actually might not. Our motto is every little has a story to tell. Absolutely. And we will find it. We will find it. Absolutely. Now, what about how are we going to react to the whole our favorite? We don't. I would. What I would we say We don't is, have a favorite, but yeah. go listen to episode 55. Oh, that's true. That's ours. That's ours. So um, you get to know more about well, us. Well, no, in all seriousness, I was going to say, you know, in all, I mean, I think all the bigs because 
And it was I've so, noticed that it was so gracious of them to even yeah. consider to come on. And I'd say Gary Braun specifically because he was the first. Mm-hmm. He was the first one that agreed that we approached mm-hmm. and said, "Yeah, I'll do it." So I think that's episode ninety, I believe. Yeah, I would highly recommend. And that's that. nothing against all the littles, obviously. But oh, this no. is well, a we're show not pick for a the littles. littles that's not, so, yeah, we're not going to yeah. pick a littles because no. they're all great. You right. know, we're not going to pick a favorite. But I think I think we could do that mm-hmm. with the bigs. And I mean, they're all good. They really are. But we just really appreciate Gary was the first yeah. one. All right. Here we go. Mike Wolf, episode TBD. Dear Choxy, so I read in social media that you were going to have to pull episode 220, but I managed to download it before you <laughs> deleted it. Uh, no, 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 no. It doesn't say that. I guess you inceptioned yourselves with the long discussion in the episode about how if the big show released an episode and you didn't realize it and had already uploaded an episode, you would have to pull it. I did do that. Yeah, I you didn't did. Realize. That you was did. so that was weird. Anyway, two comments, and we heard this already. First, there is no David Stern in the movie Home Alone. Joe Pesci's partner in the Wet Bandits is Daniel Stern. Uh-huh. But I owe you an apology Whoa. regarding your Pringle story about the metal rings. I could have sworn that they still had a metal ring at the top with a pop top to open it. But when I pulled over to buy a can, I was listening in the car on my way to visit my sister in Massachusetts. <laughs> it has indeed been re-engineered to have just a rolled over cardboard ring at the top sealed with glue on aluminum foil and the plastic resealing top. Mm-hmm. Thanks again for making a great podcast. So thanks, Mike, for that. Yeah. Yeah. I told the story last episode. You did. About my friend uh, who got his hand stuck in the, you sure did. In the Pringles can. You sure did, and that inspired Mike to go pull over and buy, <laughs> buy a Pringles should Pringles. be a sponsor. They should sponsor they our podcast. Should. My they stories are should. You know. Anyway, go Roxy, go. <laughs> Chuck and Roxy, Chuck and Roxy, Chuck and Doxy. A little bit of New Orleans talk really went a long way to showing off what y'all don't know about the place. First, Jazz Fest, really the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival, is a huge music and cultural festival that takes place at the New Orleans Fairgrounds Horse Track. It takes place split over seven days around the last weekend of April and first weekend of May. There are two big stages at each end of the track, part of at least a dozen stages and performances spaces around the infield and in the grandstand area. Acts ranging from Zydeco to Dixieland jazz to blues to gospel to country to rock are playing almost continuously at all the stages. There's art on sale from local artists and cultural demonstrations. Oh, and it's New Orleans, so there is amazing food and adult beverages. So many adult beverages. Fantastic festival that you should put on your bucket list. I'm attaching a copy of The Cubes, which is the music schedule everybody uses to plan out their days to give you an idea of what it's like. Now, the king cake. First off, if you were there last week, you really ate an out-of-season king cake. Traditionally, they are served only during carnival season. That starts on Epiphany, or 12th night, which is January 6th, the day the three wise men arrived to to find the baby Jesus. That's foreshadowing, friends. It ends on Fat Tuesday, or Mardi Gras in French, which is the day before Ash Wednesday. That's when Lent starts, which is the season of prayer, abstinence, and almsgiving before Easter. 
Eating one after Mardi Gras is not traditional, but we'll forgive a bachelorette party for chowing down on such deliciousness. And obviously, the baby is symbolic of baby Jesus, but in modern workplace culture, the person who finds the baby buys the next king cake for the break room. That's how you spot cheapskates when you walk in the door of the break room and find them trying to jam the baby back somewhere else in the king cake. Yours from 504 adjacent, Don Hammock, episode 68, Biloxi, Mississippi. So you were right with the baby Jesus thing. I didn't realize that. Yeah. And real quick on the comment on the jazz fest, I basically meant, okay, (laughs) basically I'm thinking of the times when Bourbon Street is so packed you can't move. I don't think that's that. That's at a totally different location. I was that's what I was kind of referring to oh. with New Year's and yeah. Halloween and Mardi Gras, obviously. But all of these but things. Yeah. No, draw I'm sure it's a great time. And, yeah. Sounds like a great time. Oh, I would love to go. And also, yeah, I mean, we didn't actually eat the king cake because it didn't look in season. So oh. we just kind of smashed you could get it. it any time of the year. I didn't realize that. I mean, it, I guess you can, but now that makes sense because it didn't really look great. So, all right. Then we heard from episode 184, Brad Phillips. He says, hey, Rock, (laughs) not that Choxy is bad, but testing out a new name. Roxy, (laughs) I agree. Nola is gross, but the music and food is top notch. My favorite part is getting the fried gator. What? I'm not so sure about that. I don't think I could do that. It is an absolute must every time I visit. Then he says, Ruffles are the premier chip for sandwiches. It's by far the best crunch. (laughs) If I'm adding any Lay's chips to a sandwich, it's salt and vinegar. Okay. Last thing, good. F- last thing for today, what happened with the socks? Getting swept is one thing, but getting swept by the pirates is another. <laughs> good thing it's early. Yeah, you could say that. Trust me, I heard from... But every game counts. I heard from Mr. Bob Sproul. No, I don't know what his episode number is. Don't care. No. <laughs> <laughs> I do. And Ritz, too. Mm-hmm. All right, dear Choxy, now that episode 220 has been removed by the Censorship Bureau, I find myself listening to it over and over again. (laughs) Some observations. One, Roxy appears to have been extra punchy during the last segment, (laughs) punctuated by her defiance that Chuck and Roxy will not do better next time. Number (laughs) two, Roxy demanding salami? What? Yeah, what about that? I don't know. I like salami. Number three, Chuck is a dipper? I mean, where are we going here? (laughs) Big Dipper. I I thought this was a family show. (laughs) Number four, Kool-Aid. Chips and peanut butter and jelly do not go together in any universe, spinoff or sequel, (laughs) unless it's Creed, then it totally works. Okay, so it's Creed. So go try it. (laughs) Number five, Roxy says he couldn't perform and there was no... That's what she said. Now that I think it over, a question comes to mind. How much drinking does Roxy need to do during the email segment? (laughs) I feel partially responsible here. (laughs) Episode 178. You will never know. (laughs) A-B-T-A-H-S. All right, and then, Roxy, we have to end with this one. This okay. Was, this was really sweet. We loved getting this. Anyway, this is from Arch Campbell, episode 214. Hi, Chuck and Roxy. I'm back from a couple weeks in Texas. On returning, I discovered your swell box of that. Thanks so much. Do I have to declare it in, on my income tax? <laughs> it's the only payment I've received this year for appearing on a radio-like Aww. platform. I had great fun in talking with you two. The box of that was a special bonus. Best wishes for your show, and thanks again, Arch. P.S. Your package makes me feel prosperous. So these days, it's over all the way, baby. <laughs> so that's so sweet. Thank Aww. you, Arch. We really appreciate it. I'm glad it. you received it. 
Littles, we hope you enjoyed our master's episode. So a big thank you again to Jolene Wojcik for coming on for five mediocre minutes. Amazing to get to talk to someone who's actually at the master's. Yeah. That was so. And of course, a huge thank you to Rob Turpin for coming on to meet the Littles. Yes. That's always fun. Roxy, we are out of time, unfortunately. We could go on and on here. But we will not do better the next time again. <laughs> again. We're still not doing any better. <laughs> All right. Roxy, tell everyone how they can get in touch Just with us. Just go to our website, loyallittlespod.com. And if you want to be on the show, go to loyallittlespod.com and let us know there. Yeah, there's a little a thing you click on it. Yeah. And you fill out the little, it's just a one little, just say, hey, we want, I, want to be on the, I want to be on the show. Yeah. We've had people writing other people an email this saying, hey, I haven't been invited this yet. This is your blah, blah, official this. invitation. This is your invitation. And now it's your turn to RSVP on our website, loyallittlespod.com. <laughs> well put, Roxy. <laughs> And remember, if you do listen to us on Apple and iTunes, please, please, please go over there and give us a nice rate and review. It really does help, and we really appreciate it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Remember, Roxy, if you need a grip for your stick. Go to stickgrip.com. That's what she said. If you need a book, go, go ahead try to get one out of that. Go to aaronsbooks.com. Don't. It's a family establishment. That's, no, no, no. There's no, there's there's no, no reason there's for no, it. There's no need. Yeah, there's no yeah. need. <laughs> but remember, the most important thing is don't forget to use the code, people. Bye. I knew it. I knew you were up there.
The Loyal Littles Podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles Podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. He got good applause. Oh, yeah.